Hi there, everybody. This is Patrick Duffy, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Every conversation I have includes a medical update. Hey, Bob, how's that new sprinkler system you put in out of the house? That's funny. I just got out of the hospital getting my own new sprinkler system. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Very happy to welcome back Emmy Award-winning broadcaster and comedian Fritz Coleman. Fritz Coleman, the affable weatherman on KNBC Channel 4 here in Los Angeles for almost 40 years, while national audiences have seen Fritz on the Today Show, The Tonight Show, one of the NBC specials with Bob Hope, and the very last Perry Mason movie starring Raymond Burr. Since retiring from NBC4 in 2020, Fritz Coleman has returned to the world of stand-up comedy. He is, as a matter of fact, he's a brand-new special called Unassisted Living that is now streaming on the Tubi channel. We'll tell you more about that in just a second. Fritz Coleman, welcome back to our program. I am so glad to be with you, Ed. Thanks for having me back. We're, we're talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Uh, the fun thing about unassisted living is it's you on the stage. It's in, a, it's, it's in an intimate setting recorded at the uh, famous uh, El Portal Theater uh, here in Los Angeles. And uh, it's you riffing on slice of life issues that all of us can relate to, although if we're of a certain age, some of us relate to them more than others. But a, a, a lot of things that we can all relate to, particularly how our life has changed uh, since the uh, era of COVID. You're, you, you sold it perfectly. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. I don't do political material. I just do, as you labeled it slice of life stuff because i i feel like in the midst of the darkness that we're all experiencing in the world today between covid and the political divide and the social divide people don't need to be reminded of how dark the world is they would just like to be lifted out of their heads for an hour and, and smile about the things we have in common and uh, so that's kind of the the flavor i took with this and really that's been my approach for most of my specials throughout time and as I say, there there are a lot of things when, when you watch Fritch's special that, that will make you laugh that, that are easily relatable to um, particularly how our lives have changed because of COVID. In some cases, we become lazier because of COVID. Yeah, I look at the trend. Everybody, uh, I don't want to give the jokes away. No, 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 no. That's a tease. But I, the big triggering mechanism for me in sort of investigating the changes my friends made is my friend from elementary school. This is a guy who, when he first got married, would have barbecues over at his house, and, you know, was a full-on carnivore. And then over the uh, pandemic, became a vegan. I thought it was the greatest, most tire-squealing transition of any of my friends. <laughs> so, so I just to kind of look back at, at some of the changes um, my friends and all of us have made during the pandemic, some subtle changes. We've gotten lazy, um, you know. We, thanks to things like Uber Eats and all the and, and Amazon delivery service, and you know, if you really wanted to, you could stay in your house with the windows closed 
and the shades pulled for the rest of your life and never feel like you're missing anything, which is sad. Fritz Coleman's on the line with us. Fritz's latest uh, special, Unassisted Living, is an hour of stand-up recorded at the El Portal Theater here in Hollywood, in which Fritz channels his inner George Carlin and sounds off on a number of slice-of-life issues that uh, we, we have all experienced uh, lately but cannot control, such as COVID and the aging process you can enjoy. Unassisted Living with Fritz Coleman for free on the Tubi channel. You can download Tubi on your phone. Uh, you can download it um, on your Amazon Fire Stick, as I have. Or you can simply enjoy Unassisted Living with Fritz Coleman by logging on to TubiTV.com. I say you channel your inner George Carlin Fritz because in the latter stage of his career, George channeled his cranky old man person and there's a little bit of cranky old man when you when you when you watch fritz and unassisted living there is one big difference and this is something that you've this this reflects your approach to comedy throughout your uh stand-up career you were clean yes when i came out to california and would start auditioning for the talk shows the carson show the merv griffin show the various shows you had to work clean and even if you weren't doing an official audition for one of the talent coordinators at a talk show, if you were working in a club and one of the talent coordinators happened to be there, even looking at somebody else, and you happened to work blue, that would knock you down a couple of notches in their estimation because they were afraid they couldn't trust you to work clean on the show. So those of us that started in that era – uh, Jay Leno, Letterman, and Freddie Prinze, and all the guys that were sort of uh, appealing to the talk shows to launch their career had to work in the discipline of being clean because it's the only way we could get ahead. And then I learned as I got older that uh, being clean sort of appealed to my audience. I appeal to baby boomers and slightly older. And uh, that was the entry I had into Tubi because uh, they they noticed that uh, for people my age and older, even though they like young comics, the Netflix comics, you know, all the guys, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle and everything are wonderful, but some people my age and older just uh, I, uh, sort of cringe at the language a little bit. I don't, but but so I deliver it clean and I don't I don't threaten anybody that way. And so it's just a, a space that I found that I could work a, a, a little cleaner, appeal to a slightly older audience, and I don't get into really raw material that much. And it's it's friendly for people of a certain age. Unassisted Living with Fritz Coleman, available for free on the Tubi channel. You can download Tubi on your phone, your Amazon Fire Stick, or you can simply check it out by logging on to TubiTV.com. The other thing, a little inside baseball, Fritz recently gave a presentation um, here in Woodland Hills uh, about a month or so ago, and um, I was in the audience that day. And uh, one other thing you talk about, about why you made a deliberate choice to work clean throughout your career, there's another practical reason for it, is that you found out that uh, cruise ships and uh, people who book talent for cruise ships also look for people who work clean for for, for the same exactly. reason why the book is and, and not just cruise ships, but the whole corporate world. Yeah, you know, as, as most comedians will tell you, Ed, that the real money to be made in our business is in the corporate environment. Mm-hmm. For instance, I'll give you an example. You get invited to go to Las Vegas and perform for an IBM convention, 
with 5,000 people in her showroom. When you work corporate, you have to work clean. I mean, you have to work so clean that they sometimes want to parse your act before you do it. You have to send, you, you have to, yeah. you have to send them a copy of the thing. And that's okay. You know, truthfully, um, working clean requires a little more discipline, but it does require more discipline. I'm, I'm not a fuddy-duddy about this stuff. I, I, I love all the comics, but when, when Cable started doing comedy specials, when HBO started doing Deaf Comedy Jam, when Showtime was giving guys half-hour and hour specials, they were loose with the language, and sometimes uh, the language went crazy. And then what, that, that translated into people's expectations in the comedy clubs. And they would come out, and, and if you weren't as raw as they saw on TV, it was like you misrepresented the business. And so uh, it, it was a really odd thing. That began with the start of cable and, uh, and, and, and the freedom. I'm not here to test the First Amendment. It takes a lot more discipline to write clean and relatable than it does to use a lot of language or drop F-bombs every two seconds because that's an easy laugh. So I, I got into the discipline of that when I was an early performer and stuck with it, and it's done me well. Fritz Coleman's latest special, Unassisted Living, is available for free on the Tubi channel. You can download Tubi on your phone, your Amazon Fire Stick, or just simply go to TubiTV.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. Summertime is in full swing, and if you have dry skin, you know what happens when the weather gets warmer. More visible lines and dullness. Fortunately, our friends at Ibu Beauty can help. Their Super Duo Serum and Moisturizer is all you need this summer for the perfect glow. Check them out, ibubeauty.com. That's Y-I-B-U, beauty.com, or at Ibu Beauty on Instagram. Use customer code Ibu50 now at checkout and receive 50% off your first order. Unassisted Living is an hour of stand-up in which Fritz riffs on a number of slice-of-life issues that relate to all of us, things that we have all experienced lately but cannot control, such as COVID and the aging process about how long does it take for you to work out a routine or work out a joke how long does it take for you to like test it out before you know okay this is good this is funny this will work in front of an audience well it it varies sometimes you write a piece of material and, and you do it on stage and it gets a laugh immediately where you anticipated it would get a laugh Sometimes you get a laugh within the joke in a place you never expected. Mm -hmm. And that sort of gives you the idea to sort of rework the joke so you play, you make the the laugh the stronger part at the end of the joke. So it it varies. I will do a piece of material a couple of times, and if it's falling flat, then I'll say that either the setup is wrong, the punchline is ill-conceived, and just forget about it. But um, sometimes when you first do a joke, your delivery is what's killing it because you don't do it with confidence. What I don't like is comedians that go on stage and if they have a new joke, you know, they pick up their legal pad and they read it right off the page while they're on stage. First of all, you're setting up a false expectation. The audience is going to be more judgmental. I just incorporate new material into my act, sort of make the transition smooth in and out of it. And if it falls organically into my act, I know I have a nice piece of material. I'll do it twice if it doesn't work, then I rethink it. Related question. How many audiences do you need 
again, this is, you know, not everything is hard and fast. Some things work, everything is organic. But about how many audiences do, do you need to test your material out before you know you're on to something? Well, I, I don't know about a specific number of audiences, but I will tell you it takes for me, and this might be age-related, uh, two to three years to build a new hour. I, I'm not uh, as active in the clubs as I used to be when I was younger because I'm older now. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I do the clubs, I feel like I'm a chaperone. I do mostly <laughs> uh, theaters and uh, dinner speaking engagements and, uh, and those kinds of things. So it takes a little bit longer. So, I, you know, I would say two years I can build a new hour and uh and and have it working before i want to record it and make a special out of it that's that's usually me and how many ever performances in the middle of that in the middle of that two hours if i can get if i can get two or three performances a week that's a good momentum for me you came out to la around i'm, I'm going to call it like the golden age of comedy here in la that was when uh jay leno who you mentioned earlier found his footing. That is, that's when Letterman, you know, found his footing. Tom Dreesen, another contemporary of yours. Yes. It was a great time for young comics, but it was also kind of a difficult time because you broke into the business around the time of the famous strike at the comedy club, right? You're a thousand percent right, Ed. Um, I came out in 1980 from Buffalo, New York. This was about a year after the strike had been resolved, just to fill people in. Before that time, and this is so hard to believe when we talk about it now, the comedians who performed in the comedy store and the improv and the iconic venues that every comedian had to come to to be discovered in the entertainment business, they were never paid. You would work at those clubs, and the feeling of the club owners was, Mitzi Shore and Bud Freeman and the other club owners, was that uh, going and working on their stage was like comedy college. It was a privilege for you to work on their stage because you were working in front of the entire entertainment business and you might get discovered and become wildly wealthy, which is bogus. These people were charging a two-drink minimum and a cover charge, and these owners were becoming millionaires, but they weren't paying their talent. So the comics had to go on strike, and it got very, very nasty. And uh, there's a great book about this whole thing called I'm Dying Up Here, which talks about the strike at the comedy store, and it culminated with a real tragedy where uh, a comedian by the name of Steve Lebetkin committed suicide by jumping off the top of a higher hotel next door to the comedy store into the parking lot, and it was just awful. And, and, And the fact that the comedians had to strike to get a meager pay, so they got strike, they got, they went on strike, they resolved the strike, after the strike was over, the comics were paid 15 to $25 a set. So it was still ridiculous because you would have a show at the Improv of the Comedy Store, maybe five, six comics in a show at, at 15 to $25 a piece. So the entertainment costs for these club owners was like $200 a night. While they were making all this money at the door, it mm-hmm. was still a pittance. You can't even call it pay. We used to call it a tip. It was more like a chip. Now, as time progressed, the main room at the comedy store, which was the big room where they would showcase some of the bigger acts, Leno and Freddie Prinze and, and, uh, and, and some of the bigger acts that were known from television, they would split the door so they had a chance to make a couple hundred dollars a piece. 
but still it was a pittance and it was really it was just it was the representation of finally getting paid as low as the pay was that broke the strike so i got here a year after that 1980 and uh that was the tail end of what i will call the big comedy wave at that point there had been uh, so many comedy clubs in every town in America. There were as many comedy clubs as there were Starbucks. It was ridiculous. And all these places were breeding comedians. And these comedians were like me. They got a false sense of their own talent and decided to come out to L.A. and um, have a go at it. So I, I, I got in here at the very end of that comedy wave. There were still a lot of comedians, but it wasn't as crazy as it was before I got here. You learned an important lesson from Jay Leno around that time, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. It's about the strike and being paid. Jay had just started to get famous. Uh, That is, he was uh, the semi-regular performer on Letterman. He was doing Tonight Show appearances. He was opening for these major Las Vegas acts. And so he had a little independence. So he wasn't as affected by the strike as everybody else, but he supported the strike. And at the improv, you would get paid like every two weeks with this check. You know, you, you would do two, maybe two, three spots a week and get a $75 or $100 check every couple of weeks. And you would pick up your check at the box office at the club. So after I got my weather job, I was still doing lots of spots, but I, I, I couldn't get down to the club often to pick up my, my check. So I would pick them up maybe once a month. And so it just occurred, coincidentally, that Jay and I were both at the box office at the Improv picking our checks up on the same night. And I had a whole stack of checks. I had like five or six or ten checks in my handful. And he goes, wow, uh, you got a lot of checks in the stack there. And I said, yeah, I just I can't get down here because I have to come down from Burbank from the weather job. He said, you pick those checks up. Guys almost lost their career. They had to go on strike to get paid. Even though you're a big weatherman now and you probably don't need that money to eat, it's important that you pick that check up for what that check represents. And I said, Jay, you're a thousand percent right. And I never forgot that. And I would never treat those little 15 to $25 checks in a cavalier way for the rest of my career. I always picked them up. He was a hundred percent right. On the line with us is Fritz Coleman. Fritz Coleman, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster, veteran, stand-up comedian. Fritz's new one-man special, Unassisted Living, is available for free on Tubi TV. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll talk to Fritz about the events that led to his very first appearance on The Tonight Show. All that more when we continue our, our conversation with Fritz Coleman here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 
or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.